0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, April 8th. Utah's statewide mask mandate might end on Saturday, but masks are still the rule in Grand County. That's because the state is allowing local health departments and governments to set their own rules when it comes to masking. Grand County's current mask mandate would end only if statewide COVID-19 averages remain low and over 1.6 million first doses of vaccine are allocated to Utah. Unless those thresholds are reached, Grand County's mask mandate remains in effect until June 15th. In a press release Tuesday, Grand County said businesses can continue to require a mask at their own discretion once the local order ends. If you are 16 and older, you are eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine. Find out more at seuhealth.gov. We'll link to local appointments in the show notes of today's news. Interior Secretary Deb Holland is in southeastern Utah this week. Yesterday, she visited the Bears Ears Education Center in San Juan County with nonprofit Friends of Cedar Mesa. She then took in the ancient petroglyphs at nearby Sand Island. The Salt Lake Tribune reports that Holland is scheduled to visit Bears Ears National Monument today before holding a news briefing. Secretary Holland's visit comes amid pressure to reverse the Trump administration's decision to shrink the boundaries of both Bears Ears National Monument and Grand Staircase-Escalante National Monument. Holland's trip includes field visits and stakeholder meetings with tribal, state, and local leaders in both San and Kane counties. On Friday, Holland heads to Kanab the gateway to Grand Staircase. In other Holland-related news, the Interior Secretary has created a new law enforcement unit to put renewed focus on resolving the cases of Native Americans who are missing or have been killed. From our partners at Utah Public Radio, Ellis Julin reports.
1: Under the Bureau of Indian Affairs Office of Justice Services, the Missing and Murdered Unit will coordinate across departments and agencies to pursue thousands of unresolved cases. A majority involve Indigenous women, and Angel Charlie with the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women says the move spotlights an issue that has been on a back burner for too long.
2: We're happy to see that Secretary Holland is addressing it on the infrastructure level, and then organizations like ours continue to do that grassroots organizing, supporting community and family.
1: National crime databases currently list 1,500 American Indian and Alaska Natives as missing, and 2,700 murder and non-negligent homicide cases involving Indigenous people. Holland says most have gone unsolved due to a lack of resources. The unit will support existing efforts and add a unit chief responsible for stakeholder collaboration and policy development. It also funds new investigators, data analysts, and victim services coordinators. Charlie predicts the effort will be a major help to her organization. It's going to take a bunch of people working on different levels to continue to address the issue of murdered and missing Indigenous women. Charlie adds that, in her view, President Joe Biden's move to name an American Indian as Interior Secretary is already paying dividends.
2: This is why representation matters. Having Madam Secretary in this position really creates the system changes that a lot of folks have been advocating for a really long time.
1: Holland is a former U.S. representative from New Mexico and a member of the Laguna Pueblo tribe. She is the first indigenous American to serve as a cabinet secretary. I'm Ellis Julin.
0: That report comes from our partners at UPR. Forecasts for the Colorado River this spring and summer show an increasing likelihood of persistent worsening drought. From KUNC, Luke Runyon has more.
3: Last year's dry weather sapped soils of their moisture, meaning the river that acts as the drinking water supply for 40 million people in the southwest needed much above average snowfall this winter to make up the gap. That didn't happen. Cody Mosier is a hydrologist with the Colorado Basin River Forecast Center. If you look at April 2020 through December, even the first three weeks of January, that was one of the driest periods in the last 40 years. So now the river's biggest reservoirs are projected to hit their lowest levels since they were filled. And water managers in Arizona, California, Nevada, and Mexico are bracing for the river's first-ever official shortage declaration, likely coming early next year. I'm Luke Runyon.
0: A recent national survey found that Asian Americans experienced more harassment than any other racial or ethnic group during the coronavirus pandemic. The Mountain West News Bureau's Robin Vincent spoke with Asian Americans in our region about the rise in anti-Asian racism. The
2: recent mass shootings in the Atlanta area that left eight people dead, including six women of Asian descent, focused attention on the rise of anti-Asian racism. And with all the
3: generations
2: represented here, we can fix this. Pasha Eve is a Korean American community organizer who spoke at this anti-Asian hate rally in Denver.
3: It was a lot of Clenched jaw, tears rolling down our face, fierce determination,
2: grieving. She's spoken at dozens of community organized events over the years, but this is the first time she got emotional during
3: her speech. And I wept for these women and I wept because I was not surprised when I got news that this had happened at all.
2: The news was also no surprise to Jennifer Ho. Ho studies race and ethnicity at University of Colorado Boulder and is the daughter of Chinese immigrants.
3: I thought, yeah, this is what it means to live a life of precarity and vulnerability as an Asian-American person.
2: Authorities haven't ruled the Atlanta shootings a hate crime yet. The suspect blamed his sex addiction for his attack on three Asian-American owned spas. HOSA's a tendency to dehumanize Asian American women is inextricably linked to racism.
3: It's happened since the first wave of Asian and this state Chinese women entered US shores. It's the association of Asian women with sex because they were forced into sexual servitude.
2: Ho draws a line to racist policies of the past enacted against Asian Americans. Take the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 that barred Chinese people from immigrating to the U.S. And then the internment of Japanese Americans in incarceration camps across the West during World War II.
3: That was acceptable to an American public because there had been almost a century
0: of anti-Asian propaganda leading up to it.
2: That's Ora Newland. Her great-grandparents and other family members were imprisoned at one of those camps in Heart Mountain, Wyoming. Newland studies sociology and anthropology at Wyoming's Northwest College. She says, fast forward to the COVID-19 pandemic today in the words of our former president. The
3: China virus. Kung flu, the Wuhan virus.
2: After Trump first tweeted Chinese virus, the use of that hashtag and other anti-Asian hashtags skyrocketed. Meanwhile, over the last year, the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism reported a nearly 150% rise in anti-Asian hate crimes across 16 of America's largest cities.
3: I just knew it was a matter of time.
2: That's Korean-American artist Argus Paul Estabrook. He's been anticipating an attack like the shootings in Atlanta.
3: It's sickening because people are dead, and it's squarely because of this snowballing effect of hate and misplaced blame.
2: The New Mexico photographer launched the project I Am Not a Virus last November. It's a stirring collection of self-taken photos and words from Asian-Americans who've experienced racism since the onset of the pandemic. He says as an Asian-American, he grapples with invisibility.
3: Often, I don't have a voice, quite frankly.
2: And he says when he and other Asian-Americans do have a platform...
3: We have to always have a good face on to be respected or taken seriously.
2: Estabrook has struggled against the pervasive myth of widespread Asian-American success, often called the model minority stereotype. It portrays Asian-Americans as a monolith, and is used to dismiss the reality of racism against this incredibly diverse group. Estabrook says during the pandemic, the pressure he's felt has been stifling.
3: The idea that you have to always be like 110% or, or even higher and doing that in isolation to pretend that this hateful rhetoric isn't affecting you, it's just so difficult
2: Estabrook has faced a lot of racism over the years, but he says the recent rise is
0: overwhelming. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Robin Vincent. And that's the news for Thursday, April 8th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.